everyone, and welcome to the SoCal Summer Swing Out Podcast. The music you are currently listening to is called Dances in the Night by Papa D, a fellow swing dancer, musician, artist, and friend. You can find all links for streaming, socials, and videos down below. Make sure to go and support him. Now let's get into the episode. All right. Hello, SoCal Summer Swing Out listeners. My name is Paul not Andre. Uh, Andre asked me to be a guest host on his podcast, and I thought, hey, that would be a lot of fun. And he uh, asked me to pick any guest that I wanted to, uh, any guest that I wanted. And so uh, I've just recently been working with Calvin also. But I mean, I've been a very, very big fan of Calvin Liu for a very long time. And so I was like, I'm going to interview him. That would be really cool. And so this is Calvin and Paul on SoCal Summer Swing Out. <laughs> yeah, so happy to be here. Very excited. Uh, I love chatting and talking about whatever. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, we should get started with uh, an introduction to you, Um and rather than kind of prepping an introduction and, and going through your list of achievements or things that you're involved in, I th- we figured, and I think Andre does it the same way, is um, I, I'd love for you to introduce yourself as, uh, as how, whatever you want people to know about you and your place in the dance community or the world. Um, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Uh, so, hi, I'm Calvin Liu. Um, I am from the Bay Area, almost born and raised, uh, pretty much the Bay Area my whole life, uh, as far as I have memories of, and been dancing for, uh, I think going on 10 years. I think this is a, like, like 10 year Lindyversary sometime, sometime around this time. Um, yeah, dancing, uh, in my like day to day, I'm like a game designer for, at a mobile game company. So I always joke to people that I make games during the day and I dance and teach dance during the evenings. And I that which means I have fun just all the time. Uh, <laughs> I feel very lucky, very privileged to be able to say that and like that I like basically am very like have a very, very like nice day to day along with like having like, you know, like uh, what is it like events and things to look like look forward to like big events that like uh that like spike the amount of happiness and joy I have but also I just feel very blessed to have you know lots of like day-to-day happiness and joy in what I do uh where I live uh who I hang out with and the dancing I get to do here the Bay Area dancing is really great yeah that is that is so awesome (laughs) and you are in Oakland yeah Um, I know this because I drove to your house for practice (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and, and you're in Sacramento now. I am. I am a um, NorCal transplant, um, which is at, so I just drove up to Eureka last weekend and I was like, oh, this isn't even NorCal. This is like in the center of <laughs> 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 but it's NorCal to anybody in L.A. <laughs> so um, That's true. I've never even been up to Eureka. <laughs> I've lived in California <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> Um, driving up there is is beautiful. Uh, highly recommend anyone get a chance to drive through the redwoods. Please do it. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be up here and be involved. I've already I've already met so many wonderful uh, Bay Area dancers, and of course Sacramento. I I knew a few people in Sacramento already, but um, I it's funny how Bay Area dancers and uh, and SoCal dancers I just don't feel like we've mixed and mingled too much because everyone's like happy with their own scene. <laughs> That's true. I feel like both scenes are very bustling, which I which you know I think is is a really great thing. Um, but yeah, it does it does mean that you don't need to like travel as much. I do kind of feel like um, after the pandemic. Uh, uh, one of the things uh, that we the Bay Area lost after the pandemic pandemic was the 920 special in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's my imagination or maybe it was just like, you know, kind of coming back to work, excited to travel. But um, I think with like with less dancing around, people are just more excited to travel and go further out. Um, 
And so more of the kind of like larger Bay Area uh, scene has kind of like come together. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to like, you know, I, I think if you, I think it's not too controversial to say that if you have a ton of dancing right in your backyard, then you don't really feel like you need to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, versus if you have like, oh, just the one spot and you're like, oh, I want to go dancing twice a week. Like maybe I'll drive up to Sacramento or maybe I'll drive down to uh, d- down to um, Wednesday night hop, Wednesday or... hop or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are, I feel like getting ahead of ourselves because I want to definitely want to nerd out about all this stuff. But first, I want to get to know you a little more as far as um, your background, um, even even before dancing, if you can kind of paint a picture of uh, what it was like to uh, to grow up as Calvin and then maybe how that fed into uh, getting involved in the arts um, and dance and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what a fascinating question. I don't think I've ever really thought about that. I think partially also because dancing kind of came out of nowhere for me. Okay. Um, I was, uh, I never really had any exposure to dancing uh, or really, I think anything in that space. I think my mom was a little bit of an artist uh, with, uh, I think like paints and uh, ceramics Uh but aside from that, you know, I was mostly just a nerd and like a gamer. Um, <laughs> I knew when I went to college that I wanted to make video games. I was actually very honest about that in my college application uh, to UC Berkeley. I was like, hey, UC Berkeley, if you accept me as a student, I will try to make video games. That's what I'm going to do with my life. Please accept me. And then they did. So I guess they thought that was a worthwhile enough endeavor. And so then, yeah, video- it- gaming was always the thing that you were looking for, though, looking towards. Yeah, I okay. I. I'm very lucky that I was able to jump right into being a game designer, but I initially uh, went for a more of a software engineering route initially okay. uh, when I started out uh, that was like, oh, because I want to like work on games. And then later on decided like, oh, wait, I actually want to like design games. I don't want to just like program for them. Um, but yeah, and then it was during college that I discovered uh, Lindy Hop by kind of going to uh, this club on campus, uh, though I will say me starting Lindy Hop uh, is kind of a funny story because basically the the summer between my freshman and sophomore year, I got really into somehow, I don't even know how, but I got really into watching YouTube videos of this dance, this amazing dance. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I got so obsessed. I was watching these <laughs> oh, videos the whole time. Yeah, uh, and that dance was called West Coast Swing. I thought it was so cool that I looked up uh, West Coast. I looked up West Coast Swing UC Berkeley to see if I could find it, and I found Lindy on Sproul, which did East Coast Swing, like had East Coast Swing as one of the lists of you know in their description. And I was like, wow, those two are probably the same thing, <laughs> or mostly the same. Uh, and yeah, so. That's how that happened. I uh, I love that. It's like like that just goes to prove that the whole rising tides raises all ships thing. Like it's like if West Coast Swing gets like I feel like their exposure on TikTok right now is actually adding dancers to to Lindy Hopper's uh, scenes as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I would be surprised. I mean, I feel like I don't know if it's just my imagination or what, but I feel like like there's just maybe I think also I went to a dance like uh not dance school uh. A lot, a lot of people described said that at UC Berkeley there was a lot of dancing, like between like kind of like hip hop, urban, um, and then like you know, uh, partner dances and stuff like that. But there was just like a lot of opportunities for dancing. Um, but I feel like uh, I've like become more and more aware of just like I don't know how much dancing has entered like kind of like just like I don't know. I feel like with the ad like starting with when Fortnite dances became popular just like <laughs> seeing people dance i was just like seeing people do forms of dance like you know just moving their bodies to music more often just everywhere i go just like <laughs> and i don't know i <laughs> think part so of it's awesome. also that's so easy to consume online but yeah i do feel like you know a lot of people are dancing and i i love the idea of what you said of this uh rising tide raises all ships because yeah that's how i started and I like the people that I met at that club enough that I came back basically every week. Um, even though <laughs> I will say I was I wasn't too excited about the music you, at first. Yeah, did you walk <laughs> in and you were like, "What 
no yeah no <laughs> and i was like oh this music is so old timey um like but now now i have Bioshock. a much better yeah now i have much more of an appreciation for it uh i grew i grew i think i you know i i will say and this affects you know how i think about dance nowadays i grew to love the people before i grew to love like even the dance or the music yeah um, and so that's that's kind of what brought me in first especially as like a college student that's awesome that's awesome and yes i definitely want to nerd out about about those things <laughs> um well, cool. So you found the the Lindy Hop Club at UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that for shout outs, shout outs wise, what's the name of the club there? Is it just the, the think, swing dance club? Yeah, I think it's called, uh, I believe the club is called Lindy on Sproul. Um, Lindy on Sproul. Okay. Yeah, which is also the name of their dance that they do outdoors on Sproul Plaza uh, every Saturday morning. Um Okay. Which is like a great way to like get people's attention, uh, and Lindyons probably had a reputation. I think this chain has unfortunately been broken, but they like. We I remember we had like a run when I was like when I was first studying. They were like, oh, we have like a running streak for like however many years. We have like never missed a Saturday rain, shine, or holiday. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, oh my goodness, like there's so many holidays have fallen on random Saturdays. So like there's always at least at least one person brings the speaker out to Sproul and plays music even if no <laughs> somebody's just there. out there solo jazzing <laughs> on <laughs> um yeah so Amazing. I remember that was a point of pride but yeah there's Lindy on Sproul I think which is the or- name of the organization but then they also ran or run um a class called swing that they called swing cal um I think I, that is that still runs I believe um where people this is actually a great system that i think uc berkeley has part of their like democratic education at cal like students can like take these classes which are taught by other students and actually get like college credit for them that's uh, so cool yeah what, and it's, what an it's awesome a great program. way to get people in um it's a great way to get people in and also like like and it's fun and then also like kind of because there there is like this like you get a college credit yeah like part of it like people will actually show up with good attendance to your series class you can actually teach a whole semester of like you know of like dance lessons that is progressive it's amazing it's a great system that's awesome that's that's really cool so um before we move completely away from uh the game development stuff that you was there a type of game um or a favorite game of yours that really inspired you to move into that path um coming from a fellow gamer we're gonna have some game representation on uh andre's podcast here <laughs> gamer representation yeah you know you know what i feel there aren't enough gamers online <laughs> <laughs> the, the internet really needs more gamers, more gamers. <laughs> where well, come on gamers, even among lindy hoppers come on where are you <laughs> uh, no, um yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of games uh growing up. Uh especially now I'm always a big fan of like cooperative games. Um I will say uh working in mobile games now, I I had someone tell me this before also. Uh someone had once said, you know, kind of giving career advice, don't work on your favorite game because then it becomes work. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I I think there's like a case to be made for like you know indie developers working on their dream game and how that could, how that can be a great success story but i do understand i do think that there is also some risk there and i will say working on mobile games is very fun uh because uh at least i haven't worked in any other part of the game industry mobile games seems to be very chill or at least what i'm when i'm working really? there okay. it has there's like um to me, mobile games have less of this, like, I don't know, you're a AAA studio and you're like, we're releasing this game, you know, Q3 of 2024. And right. you're like, well, we're a year out, but we said it and people are excited. Guess it has to be. Um, whereas I think mobile games are a little bit, you know, like, I don't know, like no one really like there's not as much attention about them. The, the timelines and deadlines don't feel... It's not like, like there's so... a whole bunch of press about mobile games. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's some. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, but I feel like, you know, there's maybe less crunch because, like, you know, the development is a little bit more iterative in that way. 
mm-hmm. um, where you kind of just like, and you kind of like, yeah, you kind of release on your own timeline. Um, I know a lot of mobile games are not very good about managing like uh, patch notes about any of their updates. It's kind of like just like secretly update things and like no one's the wiser and they don't tell. The plenty of mobile games don't really like, yeah, don't really say that much about what they're updating. Um, uh, especially early on in their lives. I've never, never even thought about that. That's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, from a developer's perspective, that's that's so nice to not have like I don't know a looming one year deadline. You know, from now that like oh well, I mean you know this game is like one year out from like we got obviously there's tons of work to do, but like I guess we've just settled that we must release Q3 2024 because we said it. Um, so is this is this why when you go into the breakaway you have to watch a twenty second ad before you go into the dance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to put as much monetization. No, <laughs> uh, I, do think, I do think game uh, game development and being a game designer does. Uh, we could talk about this more later. Also, like does actually affect a lot of how I think about both dancing and also like dance organizing. <laughs> Yeah, well, why don't we? Um, I, I, I'm very excited to nerd out about that. So let's <laughs> let's revisit that in a moment. But let's get to. So, how did you get then from the space of going to the weekly dance at, at Berkeley, um, to then being a part of the greater dance scene, and then eventually, uh, working on and and yeah, being a dance organizer with the Switch and Breakaway and maybe some other things I don't know about yet. Yeah, um, so started dancing weekly at UC Berkeley. Um, and then it was, didn't really become involved, involved at that greater scene until I think the breakaway was opening up in Oakland. Um, mm, and okay. they needed teachers for that. Uh, and so they asked Samantha Nguyen, who's my very good friend. And actually we were, I think, we were planning because this is like senior year we graduated. I think we were planning to live together. Maybe we hadn't quite yet, or maybe we hadn't talked about it yet. But anyways, they asked her to teach there, and then so she asked me uh, if I wanted to teach there with her because we were both going to graduate and you know gonna like enter this you know finished with college. What's happening now? World together. Um, and yeah, that's how I got into like teaching uh, or like let's say being paid as a teacher um, in like kind of like the wider wider scene um okay and then cool. started doing that basically taught in the bay area um and then at some point i don't really remember the order of these days at some point the dancers then run by gina bromley was going away or gina bromley were moving down to socal i think this was way later i'm i'm jumping i'm jumping That's around like, no, it, uh uh and so they like handed it to me and sam so we took over running that um i was like brought on to 920 on their like teaching roster uh and then carrie westbrook had this idea for this for a work- lindy hop workshop about switching um and so asked uh me samantha nguyen and arendis Tarakcha to you know organize it with her and then like which was uh carrie the carrie was so good at organizing that event. Well, I think she's good at organizing a ton of events, but like the three of us had never organized anything like that before, like a, like a, you know, like a, you know, a year, once a year event. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had a ton of experience and basically like in that one year, like, I guess basically organized the whole thing. Kind of, you know, you like, she had to basically manage every single aspect of it because the other, uh-huh. the, the three of us didn't know, like, didn't like know where to start with anything. And then, like, starting the year after that, we were able to, like, you know, help so much more because we were, like, the whole time we were, like, oh, and then this is how this works, and then this is how booking teachers works, and this is how booking bands works, and then this is how we'll, like, get a venue and, like, finances and registration, competitions, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, basically, picked it up all from her, uh, cool. all my organizing skills, learned from the master. um but yeah basically I think like just kind of happened slowly over time I think being you know being the main things contributing to that I think we're just like being around being like uh what is it like uh 
available like, like... <laughs> being available but then also i guess i guess being like you know uh like kind of uh being like a i think i was like a a quick learner with the dance okay. and so i think um being really good we get it <laughs> <laughs> no but i think i think in this in this way i think i think also for me uh being primarily a follower uh was a boon in multiple interesting ways like some of which are maybe more obvious like um like uh what is it like being like like standing out or like being involved with the switch workshop because i was like clearly i was doing dancing both roles um but also i i definitely have like some uh thoughts about like i remember the first this is the first time i think the first time i made finals in a competition ever which was as a follower i've only ever competed as a follower mm-hmm. um and aside from like switch dancing or this one random time that's something else uh um I made finals in the competition and somebody came up to me this guy came up to me and was like wow you like you did so great out there I can't imagine how good of a leader you must be and then walked away (laughs) I was like wow I just gave like so much bonus prestige because (laughs) I'm definitely not as good a leader somebody think you're dancing the alternative yeah (laughs) this is just your alternative role yes I was like wow like I just gave like double prestige here. Anyways, I don't know how much of that was a contributor. Uh, but I, I think you know, like being being available and then like being seen and then being known in the scene. Uh, uh, For those viewers out there, uh, Calvin also is a very good lead. I don't know if you were back then, but you are all now at least a very good lead. Thank you. I uh, learned on the dance floor. <laughs> that's so funny yeah and and i guess we should uh state too that like on calvin's dance website it says uh what it's the guy that likes to follow or something like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah incredible incredible follow so fun uh well cool so the uh switch workshop then is there any like insider information about like hey is that ever coming back or is that kind of a We've... Ooh, insider information. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I would love to bring it back. Um, the Bay Area scene, I think, is actually really coming together. Um, the, I think, a lot of people are gathering around now uh, to bring back first, and I think this is correct to bring to focus on this first to bring out Swinging at the Savoy mm-hmm. back to back to the Bay Area. So I think there's there's like a group of people. From what I've heard, it's a lot of like really enthusiastic new blood, um, you know, people who haven't done not new blood in terms of dancing necessarily, but people who haven't done that much organizing or especially haven't done, maybe organized an event that large mm-hmm. before. And so I think it's it'll be really good for the Bay Area um, to have these folks put together, you know, this big thing um, and to bring back, you know, a big workshop back to the Bay Area. But I think that that's like, that's that's like step one you know yeah yeah and then i would love to i think people would be excited about it and i've talked to people at the breakaway to uh kind of casually people would be excited to like bring back the switch and things like that um cool. but also the organizers of the switch themselves like were kind of a little bit more spread out than we used to be mm-hmm. um and so you know carrie actually moved away uh even before um even before the pandemic uh, but even then, uh, of the other organizers, I'm up here in Oakland. Sam's now down in the South Bay, mm-hmm. um, and two of the other organizers are a little bit further away now. Also, so like I think the the process of bringing back the switch, similar to Swing at the Savoy, will kind of have to come a little bit from the ground up. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'll if if such when that happens, I'll definitely be involved. It's so cool to see how the seeds that um, at least I think I think to some degree the seeds that you guys planted um and and people other people around the community um have now like like i feel like switch dancing is a very normalized thing now um at least in some parts of the world like <laughs> like there's a switch competition at camp hollywood that's not always been the case i know so. it's awesome i love i love there are there are some really amazing people uh like content i see people doing like switch dancing um, in both Lindy Hop and West Coast Swing, um, uh, that I think is just like very cool in the sense that it's 
it kind of is like pushing sw- switch dancing almost into this like new territory of like being its own like being its own separate thing that isn't just like the combination or like the half and half of two other things mm. uh, but like is actually like a third thing um, yeah interesting uh gestalt i think is the term like greater than the sum of its parts <laughs> if i use like a smart smart person word <laughs> what is the word gestalt gestalt okay i think so I'm, I'm one of my majors was psychology and i think i learned that there cool um yeah uh i'm sorry if that's incorrect internet um, <laughs> we need uh, the fact checkers to uh comment in the uh, uh, comments below <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's no, it's it's really great. I'd love to see how where Sachinsi has gone. It's really it's interesting for me because, you know, I even helped uh um you know start the switch or uh, organize the, the switch workshop, but mm-hmm. I've actually never really thought of myself that much of a switch dancer. Um oh, and especially not in this way. Actually, um I'd say actually a lot of the times that I like switch dance is actually like dancing as one role for a whole song and then dancing as the other role for a whole for the whole song with that same person right after mm, um okay and so like i almost do more like enjoying the two roles separately than i do actually switching though mm-hmm. i do also you know get opportunities to switch and of course i like i i think a lot of it i think people started calling me a switch dancer sooner than i <laughs> like identified as a switch dancer because I think uh, in my perspective I was initially just a guy who preferred to follow and then I think the reality of being that meant that I was asked to lead a lot on the it dance was back floor. to the, back to that same conversation of the <laughs> yeah and I, I I've had uh in my life a lot of like you know especially when switch dancing was like first um uh like when I was trying to see it more around me for the first time a lot of like unintentional switch dances where i would like ask you know like a male presenting person to dance and then like i would be following and then like halfway through it suddenly become a switch dance i was like oh i wasn't expecting this but like cool i will roll with it um Mm -hmm. and honestly honestly i didn't mind um i'm glad that more more people are like you know are like forthcoming about wanting to switch dance or wanting to dance in one role with yeah. each other but at the time I was like very like oh I'm just so happy to see that people are are like not only like willing like like willing to actively entertain it like willing to actively entertain dancing both roles um and so I was like oh if I can be someone's like you know first try at like following you know then then you know like if I lead them and, and it's a, like first time to follow like then that's great I actually really love that yeah that's awesome that's really cool so, um, I mean, and that's, it's so interesting. I actually, let's shift gears a little bit here, still kind of in the same vein, but start to jump into teaching a little bit. Um, I, I've heard that, uh, I, I'm not even sure if it was 920 or where, um, the dancing or where the teaching happened this way, but, uh, there used to be a lot of, um, everybody leads, everybody follows, uh, curriculum. And I was curious to get your take on that um, as far as because I do. I definitely have experienced when I go to the Bay Area, there are a lot more people that do both roles. Um, And uh, I was curious if you like, yeah, what your take was on that, if it's if you found that's effective or if it's just kind of a different way to approach or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I remember there was a period of my time where I was thinking about where I was like discussing that a lot with other people, um, other teachers um, around me. Yeah, it's interesting. I've mostly seen it for kind of like one off classes, um, hmm, okay. especially a lot of people. I saw a lot of people experiment with it with taster classes. I don't think we've ever had a like whole curriculum that kind of like that kind of had it integrated and yeah, I think it's interesting. I do think it has its, I do think that it has its pros and cons. One thing I will say, kind of going a little bit off topic on this, that I think was very entertaining was at UC Berkeley. I remember when I, like year I graduated, we had a like jam for all of the like, um, everyone who, uh, in the club who was like 
counted as a mentor basically mm-hmm. basically anyone who like finished the like uh finished the entire curriculum uh that swing cal had to offer which was two semesters you took beginner one and then beginner two and then you had like completed the lindy hop there was no more lindy hop to learn <laughs> um uh but it was really interesting because everyone was comfortable leading and following and i think part of that was cultural but i think also an interesting contributor to that that i've always like hypothesized was that because swing cal ended at b1 and b2 and because there was no more classes to take after that. one year there was like like maybe even almost out of like boredom you know like or just kind of out of like availability people started like more people started to like do both roles um that's fascinating but, like plus plus kind of like the cultural openness to it mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i I've, I've had lots of conversations about you know uh these kinds of things i definitely I definitely think there's there's something like idyllic and nice about either kind of like everybody leads, everybody follows, or like just encouraging people to try out both roles in their entirety. I remember someone once during these discussions like pitched the idea of like a level one curriculum being like, oh, you must take, you know, these three months of level one, eight count, six count, and Charleston, plus one of those months again as the other role before mm-hmm. you can move into level two um just kind of like you know like basically like a institutionalizing kind of like you know like kind of very bare level of like a of like knowing both roles mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think the the there are also kind of like there are enough kind of like logistically tricky things about making it work yeah yeah um uh especially i think for people for whom like dancing like maybe like doesn't like the the people who have a harder time picking things up in take like in taster lessons like or maybe like slower to pick up uh the dance mm-hmm. um i think there are lots of like logistical issues to warrant not doing it um so I don't know. I think the way the place that we've landed, I think, is a little bit closer to like, let's focus on the cultural aspect of like, anyone can lead, anyone can follow, um, rather than like, using everyone must lead and follow mm-hmm. to, to kind of like force that situation. Um, I think there's been a little bit more of a like, can we like, this is the ultimate situation we want, which is that everyone can lead, everyone can follow. And just get cool it about it get it so that everybody is comfortable with whatever choice they make yeah 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 and i think like the idea that like oh if you make everyone take at least one lesson during it then like on the social dance floor then at least you can be guaranteed that like yeah everyone has at least seen it before and that's nice um but yeah i think i think right now a lot of ways what i see is kind of like is uh, is there another is there an easier way to get at that mm-hmm. but i don't know it, it is tricky i actually just was just recently in australia and i haven't felt this uh actually maybe i feel this semi-regularly i don't know i had this like kind of like um trepidation i think being in another country went to the sydney dance scene and not that anything happened or that like they weren't welcoming or anything like that but i led for like the first like 80% of the dance. So I was kind of like scared to ask a guy uh, or anyone I saw who was leading um, to if I could follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And there wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't know, would have knowing that there was like a lesson right beforehand that was like everybody leads, everybody follows, like have like, like uh, made me more comfortable. I don't know. I was also wasn't even there for the lesson. So it wouldn't even help help me in this case. (laughs) So I recognize, I recognize the desires when people talk about everybody leads, everybody follows, they do think it is like a, a real desire um, mm-hmm. that people have. But yeah, unclear to me if it is a great solution, if it's a solution that will work mm-hmm. kind of everywhere you go. Yeah, Daisy and I were talking about it recently for because we just started teaching Balboa and we were like, is this like, let's at least take a look at this to see. But I was like, 
I'm so uncomfortable with teaching and everybody leads, everybody follows just logistically wise. I'm like, how do we do a rotation? <laughs> that I was like, uh, let's go to what we know and then maybe discuss it down the road or something. So, yeah, because I mean, even with because Balboa, it's like you've got the same footwork even. So it's like, mm-hmm. was there a, you know. But uh, yeah, I was just curious to pick your brain about that and to see if you had any um, any experience with it being, uh, you know, good or bad. Yeah, or... I will say that I like if any of so I'm the teacher coordinator at the breakaway now, if any of my teachers want to explore something like that, I would say absolutely go for it. Because like one, I think it's also like a really great teaching exercise. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and also, I do think something something that I remember um, someone had said uh, this like concept we had talked about once at a like teacher workshop uh, with at Wednesday Hop that that they had uh, hosted. Um, and I don't know if this is quite exactly the idea that they were talking about, or if I kind of just spun it into uh, a slightly different thing. But I think there's there's something really nice about the idea that like, if for up, up to a certain amount, if if a lot of the teachers here are teaching slightly differently, and we don't all like have one canonically, what we all believe is like the one canonically best way to teach, mm-hmm. um, then we actually like, might be able to gain something really useful out of that right like if there's like I don't know if there's like a way of teaching that like hit this is these are hypotheticals like like hits eight you know works really well for 80 percent of your like types of learners and like not good for the other 20 percent and then there's like another way to teach is that like captures only 50 percent but it's a different 50 percent then like if everyone teaches the way that like is canonically the best like hits 80 percent those 20% of people are like totally left out forever out of the dancing for like their, you know, as long as they're here versus if you have like, you know, teachers who kind of teach in slightly different styles and like, you know, everyone has their own opinion. I don't know. I think, I think there's some validity to that. And so I like, I, yeah, I my teachers to kind of discover their own values and like, you know, figure things out and work together and like share information, but also like it's, okay and maybe good that like teachers do teach differently from each other yeah yeah i um you just reminded me as you were talking about that i i remember taking it was years and years ago but going to a workshop weekend and i was like oh, i really i was just talking to some friends and like i really did not enjoy the class and they were like the the people that i was talking to were like oh they're my favorite instructors here and I was like, oh, it's like, it, yeah, it really, it really depends on your own personal experience too. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing to remember when, uh, when, when teaching and planning for that sort of thing. Um, I'd love to nerd out more about teaching just because I, I don't think there's a, a lot of discussion that's just like out in the open about teaching Lindy Hop and that sort of thing. Um, do you have, like go to ideas <laughs> or do you have ideas the, the hot takes what are the calvin hot takes about teaching <laughs> do i have hot takes about teaching wow you know um especially as oh sorry what no i was just you've already hit on one of like hey we don't have to have like a homogenized i feel like that's 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 a hot take and i mean maybe not a hot take but it's a it's a good perspective i think to have for sure. Yeah, I think um I don't I don't think I have too many hot takes. Um <laughs> I think my takes are honestly have probably softened over time. Okay. Um I probably had more like used to have hotter takes than I do now. Um but I think especially having an opportunity to be in uh a teacher like uh teacher coordinator perspective um like it's at least in like teaching style I've tried to like I think in my normal life I'm usually so like I want to control and understand and like you know have oversight over everything um you know I'm trying to like recognize that teaching teacher coordinating is a space where I should let go a lot of that mm-hmm. um actually I will say my actually here's my hot take about as a teacher coordinator <laughs> I will say is um I love to hire people who are like, let me put this another way. I 
if if I hire you as a teacher, I will also pay attention to what you're doing uh, on the dance floor after teaching mm, class mm-hmm. um, and things like that. I think that to me is actually is like ended up being a larger, like a more important part of of like the of like teachers and teacher coordinating than I expected. Um, I realized that like I would like rather than have, especially for like, you know, for local organizing, you know, on level one, level two, these like kind of newer dancers, instead of having like really, really, really great teachers, I would rather have a like kind of like quote unquote mediocre teacher who is like at the breakaway every week, even when they're not teaching and like dancing with those students, even when they're not, you know, their current students and like, you know, and like, you know, someone who the students can like regularly see and look up to um and like you know and you know to some extent you know like and view them as like a role model in terms of like what they see them doing you know on the dance floor like you know being you know interacting and being social and having a good time and you know asking people to dance um I recognize that like the dance floor space is also like a personal space for people right is like their right to like enjoy themselves um however they want but mm-hmm. also I feel like as a teacher or like as a teacher coordinator and as someone who's like trying to think about like, oh, the venue, I'm more excited to hire people who are, for example, more extroverted that like on the social dance floor to be mm-hmm. teachers. I think I do think that like that is another boon to add to their like, you know, teacher like accreditation uh, yeah. is that like they are out there on the dance floor, you know, having a blast being visible in front of their students, dancing, interacting with their students, dancing, interacting with people who aren't their students while dancing, you know, being part of, you know, the shim sham every week, you know, like, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, I feel like that has been more important to me as a teacher coordinator than I expected. It's funny. I I feel like you're, you're actually helping me solve this like idea of so I've been thinking about putting on uh, like a workshop weekend for like like kind of a teacher's symposium thing. And just in my brain, I automatically go, oh, well, we'll have teach we'll have like teacher classes, but also have um, organizer classes and that sort of thing. And I'm like, wait, those are not the same thing, Paul, which they're not. But I, I think you you make a great point that like as a scene leader or as a teacher, there's a lot oftentimes so much more crossover with like leadership in general as a scene leader and and even and that I feel like sometimes just bleeds over then into organizing and that sort of thing so yeah I think I think it's uh I mean I feel like um there's this idea that like you know uh the people that we like respect the most in the dance scene shouldn't just necessarily be the best dancers right they should also be good people um mm-hmm. i think we found that you know to be very important in the Lindy hop community that like that the people we respect are also good people um but i think like in that way yeah there are so many aspects of being a teacher especially at a local scene that just go beyond just like are you a good you know like do you disseminate dance information to your students in the most efficient way um you know like uh being a teacher is like being a it it, for me being a teacher is like being a role model um and so even though it's interesting that the types of skills like the types of skills I look for for outstanding teachers to various things is like uh kind of like different for each level in a lot of ways I do think that like level one is the like level one is the class that where I care about I'm like the most particular about who's teaching it yeah um as opposed to like maybe um another way of like a another way of thinking about it would be like oh the higher the level of the class the more I care about the teachers who are teaching it but for me it's kind of like it's the uh, level yeah. one yeah is kind of the the place where I'm most uh not quite the taster but level one uh is yeah the place like where... it's 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 just it goes back to you know your experience looking for West Coast Swing and like if you didn't have a good experience on those first couple times, would you be a Lindy Hopper today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, what is it? Uh, 
not that I don't think I don't think this is a hot take because I don't I don't think I'm I wouldn't say that like other teachers don't think about this or anything mm-hmm. like that I think but you know I think the I think we should strive for you know I, I love to say that I love I want to strive for making you know as a te- when I am being a teacher rather than a teacher coordinator you know making dancers who are good community members and good people along with being good dancers yeah no, and I think that um, it really, it really shows with a place like the breakaway. And I know you're not like the sole person responsible for that, but like I, when I walked in the break, walked into the breakaway, it felt just like home. Like my, like Lindy Groove. I think personally, Lance and Vicky at Lindy Groove, they've done such a, a good job cultivating this like people first mentality. Like they're like that place is just a beautiful and welcoming place to dance. And it was, I, it was so cool walking into the breakaway because I, I was like, Oh, this, this is, this is the Bay area Lindy groove. I found it. This is so cool. And so like a props to, to your entire team. Cause that, I think it, it feels that way. That's very yeah. sweet. That's such a sweet compliment. Um, because I've also been to Lindy Groove and it is, I agree, it is amazing. Um <laughs> also I will say this is totally random. But <laughs> I remember going to the Lindy Groove for the first time. Does the like shape of the room also kind of remind you? Like, <laughs> no, I was gonna like, say yeah. the yeah. space also kind of just like, I don't know, like you know, I think everything you're saying is right. And also <laughs> visually. The room shape kind of reminds me, kind of because you know, yeah, one hundred percent. Feel at home. <laughs> yep, yep, one hundred percent. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. I'm glad I'm not the only one who had that thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it like tickled me. Like as I I walked in, I was like, oh, it's home. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, cool. I I would like to dig in just for the last few minutes here. Um, as to like, I know, and for those that are listening, um, if you don't know, Calvin, uh, I I think, uh, at least from an op- um, outside perspective, works really, really hard at um, like lifting up the community and doing things for the, the dance community. And I'm curious to you, uh, why? <laughs> what does the dance community mean to you? Wow, what a deep question. Um... <laughs> Honestly, you know, I think first of all, and I think this is this is important, um, like this is an important aspect of it to me, is that like I think I do, I think it is fun and fulfilling for me. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like, you know, I think I understand that like, you know, I totally get that like not everyone who's active in a community, like like necessarily needs to or must become like kind of like an organizer of that community um Mm -hmm. and I think in this way like it it kind of feels I do think it's kind of like fun and fulfilling to to you know take on this role um and kind of help out where I can um uh where I'm able to and and also to not overextend myself um into place into the place where it ceases to become fun and fulfilling because then then I would just burn myself out and then I would, then I would also then stop. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, like God bless all the people at the breakaway who have <laughs> let me take on teacher coordinating and like actively not do anything else outside of teacher coordinating. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Cause I'm like, Hey, like this is, this is what I'm going to focus on. I think I'll do best if I focus on it. And everyone's been like, cool, that's great. Let us know how we can support you. I'm like, this is the best. You're all amazing. Um, but no, I, I think it's like, I think, you know, dancing for like, for me has been such a beautiful and important part of my life. You know, selfishly, I want there to be lots of dancing in the Bay Area. And so, you know, I want to help make that happen. And I think, you know, it's like, a, what is it? I think, yeah, the, a lot of the like people centric aspects of dancing, uh, especially, yeah, again, cause I had never, I had never really like thought about dancing or really paid attention to dancing before I just randomly discovered West Coast Swing <laughs> one summer. 
Um, but you know, especially of partner dancing, um, what I felt from the kind of like the community and like kind of like the joys I've gained from that and just how I've grown as a person um, and the way I've, ways I've shifted my thinking to be more people like first, thanks to it. Like, I don't know, is is very, to me, very inspiring and, and, and something that like, I would be very pleased if like, there was like, you know, if I could spread that to, you know, even just, a, you know, a few people in a small way on like a Thursday night, you know, like yeah. that, that to me is also kind of like adds to that kind of feeling of like fulfillment and like why I love doing it. It's funny. I've recently had a conversation with with a friend of mine who's uh, talking about she she listens to the listens to this podcast about um, making. Oh, what's the word? Sorry if you can hear the train behind me. I don't know if it's super loud or not. <laughs> no, I don't hear it. Um, <laughs> but making a uh, time to do um, like making time for ceremony in the modern day, and not like not religious ceremony, but ceremony in general, and like. And it was interesting. I had that had kind of been on my mind. And then at the breakaway at the open house the other day, when uh, there was a gal up there talking and she said, this is, this is our church. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> it was just kind of cool that I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is something that we all like it more or less, but you know, to varying degrees for different people, but it's like something that's sacred for, for a lot of us. Um, and yeah, that I just that feel like that that falls in line with with what you were sharing, sharing a bit. Yeah, I feel um, like the breakaway especially they like we love to we like play the shim sham and it's always the shim sham, you know, at the halfway point. And mm -hmm. then if you ever come to the breakaway and you stay till the very end, you will see everyone come into the center of the room, and everyone who's like quote unquote survived, you know, to the end of the breakaway. Um, come to the center of the room, put their hands together, and go five, six, seven, eight, break away. And it's very, very, very cute. And it yeah, is also kind of like cute. church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very cute. I was like, wow, this is this is cool. I'm I don't know how I feel about it being at 10. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, you know, what whatever works for people. <laughs> sure, we're all early birds now. Yeah, that's that's a that's a post pandemic change. It used to be yeah. the dance used to be nine to eleven. Now it's age ten. We all, <laughs> we all gotta go home and get crawled to bed. Daisy loves it because she can get home at a reasonable time. So that's I know yeah. we we have a lot of uh, further away travelers. I think that 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 definitely contributed. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, I've got a few questions that uh, come. Uh, Andre asks these questions to every guest that he interviews. So I figured we'll okay. keep up with that. So first question is, um, what, if any, uh, swing dance events are you planning on attending for the rest of the year and maybe next year? Uh, I have just I just came back from three weeks of international travel and so it's crazy to think about traveling again uh, <laughs> in my head. Uh, but I'll I'll be um I'll be teaching at uh Stormy Weather Jazz Fest. Um, Same new, new Year's event. Yeah, um, that's in awesome. Seattle. Um, and then uh, I and then I believe Sam and I are also and Sam and I are also I believe slated to teach at Salt City Stomp. In, oh, cool! In April next. In, sometime next year i don't know if that's been announced uh but it was like supposed to happen and then got postponed mm -hmm. um uh uh but yeah and hopefully i believe swing at the savoy 2024 is coming back so fingers crossed everything goes there um and then i'm so uh, mad i yeah. got hired for the cruise and i have to miss swing at the savoy oh no I mean, it's that's also okay. it's a rad. seven day cruise that. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I have to miss Hot Rhythm Holiday and Swing at the Savoy, and I was like, Oh no. man! So, oh, I'll, I'm sure you'll have you'll cry lots of tears into that big ocean while you're on that boat. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Uh, next one is if you would like. Um, where can people find you more information about you, your teaching or uh, your socials, those sorts of things? Um, you know, uh, I am not on that many social medias. Uh, you, I guess uh, 
I have like an Instagram that you can follow, but there's not really much dance content there. I have also have a website, um, but it's not like it's not live. It doesn't update. So, you know, find me at a local dance near you. <laughs> the Breakaway. What's the web? Yeah. The Breakaway's website. Breakawayswing.com. A... Yeah. If you're ever in Oakland, come to the Breakaway. It's a load of fun. If you're ever at an event that I'm at, find me at late night all the way until it closes. <laughs> Just don't spring a switch dance on Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Awesome. And then uh, the last one, a little bit deeper question, but um, what is a message that you would want to leave with all the swing dancers that are listening? Oh, boy. One message. Um <laughs> what's the character limit no just kidding um <laughs> it's a 20 20 words it's like D. &D uh... <laughs> um you know if i could leave one message you know i i think i would just say i mean if you're a swing dancer um maybe you already feel this but like uh i guess i would just say like you know keep appreciating all the people in the swing dancing no matter how you know kind of like big or little or like how deeply or not as deeply integrated into the scene they may be um i think the one of the greatest things i love about the swing dancing is like all the people in it and to me that like includes even just the people who are here on a first date that's going smashingly bad and will never come back. <laughs> I appreciate all of those people too, uh, unironically. Um, but yeah, you know, the I think local scenes make uh, make Lady Hop thrive. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, appreciate your local scene, your local organizers. That's awesome. I 100% can get behind that. That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, I wish we had time to dive into more. We didn't even talk about gamifying the learning <laughs> of Lindy Hop, which we'll have to do uh, next time we hang out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so excited to hang out more now that you're in the Bay in uh, uh, in NorCal. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm stoked. It's uh, I I the realization that uh that I could ask you to to compete. <laughs> I was sitting there with Laura. <laughs> I was like, oh, what if I ask Calvin? And she's like, do it right now. Text him right now. That's awesome. That was also, that was so much fun. It was such a good time. so much fun. <laughs> I still have the romper. I'm so excited. <laughs> so wear it all the time. <laughs> I'm, I, I probably shouldn't. I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, so there was the Midtown Stompers competing at, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I was thinking about making my own team called the Midtown Rompers. <laughs> and make everyone wear romp. That would be everyone. amazing. <laughs> wow. You know? So if you if if everyone, if you say it on the first day, you know, like as people are applying to join, like, you know, then they can't then, they then everyone's committed. Yeah. <laughs> then everyone has plenty of time, however long the practices are, to get themselves a romper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So all right, uh, we'll go ahead and end the recording here. Thank you, Andre, for the opportunity to uh, to be a guest host on your podcast. Um, and Andre, again, I I also just want to thank you for all the work that you're doing in the community and getting um, getting people's voices out there that are not like I I there's something to be said about sampling a bunch of different voices, not just the rock stars. Not that Calvin isn't a rock star, but uh, um, I just I think it's it's cool that you're you're interviewing so many amazing people and amazing yeah amazing members of this community that that really make this thing uh chuck so um uh, i think andre asked me to to promote a little bit of my things um if you're interested in seeing what i'm doing in the community you can go to youtube.com slash paul dances i've got a vlog that i'm replete uh that i'm uploading episodes every two weeks every thursday or every other Thursday. And then I am still doing a whole bunch of live streaming of dance events and dance practices and, and social dancing. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Paul dances. And um, yeah, 
I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Paul Dances if you want to support me there. But otherwise, I just uh, love to have your viewership and and um, your participation in chat and that sort of thing. So thank you for watching, everybody. And uh, thanks again, Andre. And thank you, Calvin. This was really, really delightful. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. The music you are currently hearing is called Dances of the Night by Papa D. You can find all its links down below. Till next time. Don't lose hope, trying to stand tall, trying to give the sense of yours the best that you got cause. Every time that they hear this sound, that music gets the feet above the ground. Time just seems to stop in every move. Seems all your life what is based on tonight, and all you gotta do is do it right. You gotta move, you gotta move, you gotta move. You got to, got to, got to be a dancer